Bill Flamethrower, Boss Man in the Band, WBOSS Boss Man. Friday morning. We made it. Another week in the books. Welcome to Drive Time, brought to you by Jim Peach Motors and Peach Chevrolet. Good morning, Nick Green. Squirrel, good morning to you. Rodney Williamson, Hot Rod in. Miss Carol Crosby, James Carroll. Never mind, just got you. Let's see, uh, Dav is in. Good morning. Good morning, Miss James. Becky Whitfield in. Good morning to you. Christina Jones, Miss Carol Glidden. Good morning, Miss Carol. Tracy Miller, good morning. Miss Gale, good morning. Renee Johnson, good morning to you. Yes, thank you. Congratulations. The 100th episode. Wow. Dee Powell, good morning. Jordan Rowland, good morning. Tip Wagner, good morning to you. Zandria, good morning. Let's see. Tracy Steele, good morning. Lewis Highnote. Daddy's in. Good morning, Daddy. Katie Fowler. Naomi Lindsay, good morning, Naomi. Uh, Tim Ward in. Good morning, Timbo. Timbo. Donald Thompson in. Steve Nelson, good morning, Rock. Lori Duke Woodard in. Good morning, Lori. Raj in. Good morning. Big crowd. Jeff Booker, Wanda Green. Uh, Holly Wyatt, good morning. Man, they keep coming. Greg Fleming, good morning. Elisa Finley Hart, good morning to you. Carmen Rose, good morning. Chevy Ann, good morning, Chevy Ann. Lo Smith, good morning, Lose. Wanda Green, Cindy Fleming in. Good morning, Cindy. Uh, they just keep coming. Good morning, Kenwood. Good morning, DJ, and uh, happy uh, 100th birthday. How about that? <laughs> That's what you want to call it. Man. Can you believe we're sitting here 100 shows later? Jennifer Parker. JP. Can you believe that? JP how sweet snaps. That was? Look oh, at this. It, it, it was beautiful. Is this, is this on the, is this showing up oh, right here? Yeah. It, it, I'll tell you what. Showing. Move this water jug out. We'll get him in here. Yeah, there you go. Brought us a hundred Reese cups. How about that? I'll tell you what. Don't tell me you're about to bust into them. Let's go ahead and split them up. Here's your five. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, I'm going to give you six. Okay. Here's your six Thank right you. there. And, that was my generous we'll of you. Split it right down the middle. No, I, I, that, was, that was great. That was great. How about Jennifer? That's nice. One hundred Reese cups for the hundredth episode. Thank you, Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer's an OG for sure. Yes, she is. Uh, you know, no doubt. Brian Wesley's back in. Brian Wesley, what's up, Big Brian? Alisa says good morning from South Haven, Mississippi. Uh and she's with Cousin Sherry this morning. I think they were overseeing Kenny Chesney last night. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they road tripped over. Uh, caught the show. Had a big time. Good morning, Jeff Adam. Life changer. LaShonda Watson. Good morning to you. Keith Egerton. Good morning. Tell you what, Raj. Uh, Raj Palmer in. And I, I'll tell you, we got We have got to get Raj in on this show. Got to make mean, that happen. As, 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 you know, he can, he can come up with them. Chevy Ann says she needs 50 of them. Well, uh, we'll see. You know, how about that? No promises. Chuck Murph, go Whippets. Looking forward to hearing Coach Fountain. Uh, yeah. Yep. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Chuck. Monica Williams, great. Good morning, Monica. Tracy Steele, happy 100th. Good morning to you. Sue Wilson, uh, Chris Neal, Timmy Wiggins, Regina Strickland, Hal Whitman. Come on, Brian. Good morning, Hal. Uh, Wesley said he's going to stop by and get a Reese's Cup. Well, tell him to come on. Come on and have one. Come on, have yeah. That goes to everybody. <laughs> You're a DJ. Have one. 
mean, uh, it's about like seeing that monkey. Yeah. You, 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 they may not be here when you get here. They may not. You may, uh, you may, I don't know, you may not find them at all. 100 episodes. How about that? Came a long way since number one. Uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, it has. Uh, you know, so uh, anyway. Like and share the video. Coach Fountain's coming on about 745-ish. Going to have a lot of fun with him catching up with Coach Fountain and talking about the old days, the new days, and everything in between. So like and share the video. Let's make sure we have a good, good crowd yeah, in here. For yeah, that. like and share, like and share, like and share. 100th episode here on Drive Time this morning, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. What time's he coming on? Seven, seven forty-five ish. Ish. Okay. Well, I tell you what, let's do then. I don't know of another podcast in the Dirty Thirty that has an SEC football coach calling in this morning. None. I don't know of one. I haven't seen anything advertised. Uh. Well, I don't know that I have either. Um. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Are we holding now? I think we're. I think we. Sh- I think we're good. We're good. Come on, MediaCom. We filed a formal complaint yesterday on the phone. You think they sent it up the ladder? Um, you know, I don't know, it. but I tell you one thing: they're gonna cause me to send something up the ladder. I got a few things I'd like to send up the ladder. Um, a few. And they're not gonna like what I want to send. Margaret Cotton in. Good morning, Margaret. Robert Jones in. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Denise. JP, the coach. There he is. Uh, let's see here. I tell you, it's amazing. You come in here every morning and this thing works. And this thing, I mean, it has nothing to do with anything here. It's all MediaCom. I think, I think we're back up now. I, mean, I think it's maintaining. Maybe not. Well, it, it's coming and going. I'm watching it. Oh, it is still yeah. coming and going? I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Man, oh, man, oh, man. That's tough. Good morning, Perry. We had somebody in from uh, Bobby's Fish Camp, Donald Thompson. Good morning to you. Yeah. Well, that's typical media con, but don't worry. We'll get them We'll get them back on the phone, too, if we need to. Sherry Weaver's in. Good morning. Happy hunt. I think Sherry Weaver's been in for all 100. I think she has perfect attendance. Uh, I think you're right. I think she's been in since day one. JP's on the golf course. Enjoy that day, coach. Yeah, Chuck Murph says that we're good, or we've been good since we initially complained about it. Yes, they are, Becky. Don't you make me get George Jefferson back up in here. Yeah. We'll bring Bentley. We'll bring the whole the whole floor. Yeah. I mean, you know, hey, good old MediaCom. What do you do? You know, I mean, it's, it's just how they – Oh, it's yeah. how they roll. So, you know, that's all we can do is just roll with them. I mean, it, it is it is absolutely just unbelievable that we have pay the kind of money we pay for Internet, and then we have to come in and deal with this type of service. We tried to get them to give us a mission statement or, or some type of statement on customer service excellence yesterday, and they didn't want to do it, did they? They didn't want to do that. All right, we, listen, we're going we, we gonna to roll with it. Maybe it'll hold. Uh, let, let's do a little bit of... Um, well, it's, it's, it's froze again. So, I mean, I, I just, I tell you, which we're still, we're still alive. So, it comes back up. I mean, it's just amazing that this thing that just continues to do this. And it's amazing. I, I don't get it. Come on, MediaCom. Not today. Not today. I mean, you know, of all the the, it it, it is just amazing. Re, uh, restarting it or resetting it does nothing. No, man, I I, res, I, I reset everything when I walked in the door. Oh, okay, I do that every morning yeah. just to make sure. Mm. You know, so I mean, it's it's just it's media com. I mean, that's just all it is too. It's just how their service rolls. So, uh, yeah, four to five. That's right. That's a fact. Look at there. Um, but it's not us. It's nothing we're using, nothing we're doing. This is all internet. I'm sitting there watching the network as we do it. Look at Dana. She said, Velcro Pygmy TV experienced the same thing often when they're live broadcasting. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do you do? Mine just, well, yeah. Oh, it's going in and out, yeah. man. It's, man. It's nothing to do with us. It's all Mediacom. Not today, Mediacom. Not today. They can't hold a stream. They don't know how to hold a stream. Just truly is amazing. But I tell you what, we're going to call them today, not not live. We're going to call them today, and they're going to find out just exactly what I think about this. Because this is ridiculous. I mean, look at it. Um, it's, it's up and down, up and down. As soon as it comes back, we're back. There's nothing to do. I mean, it, it's just up and down. It's just going to be that way. So might as well just roll with it, man, because that's the way it's going to be this morning. But <laughs> call Larry the Cable Guy. So before we get uh, Coach Fountain in, let's uh, – missed two episodes. Oh, look at there. Sherry is being honest. Thank okay. you, Sherry. Well, I tell you what, you you've probably watched or seen as many or more than most. So, um, but anyway, it scares me. You've watched that many. Let's uh, let's get a uh, first off. Let's do this. Uh, like and share, like and share, like and share. We got a big announcement. We're about to announce a big one, and we want everybody that uh, can and wants to know about this needs to know about this. So, um. I mean, there we go. We're back down. <laughs> and it's back up. I mean, it, it it is just truly an amazing feat of technology that we have to deal with this on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? The play was great last night. I was going to say, how was the play? The play was great. There was a good crowd there. To have a performance like that in a rural community, it shouldn't be able to happen. I mean everything. Everything was just magnificent. The 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 choreo. The, what's it? What do you call it? The choreography. The chore, Yeah, the choreography. The uh, the talent that actually played the parts. The people who uh, built the sets. The costumes. The car was unbelievable. But it was uh, it, it was an amazing production. I just I was I was. If you if you haven't made plans to go see it tonight, or or tomorrow night or Sunday. You should certainly do so. It is it's great. It's great. You know, I, uh, and you're going to know most of the people in it. I had read or I, I, I looked on YouTube and watched a lot of video about that car. And uh, so, you know, I, 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 that's why I was asking them so much about it yesterday. Yeah, it was great. It so, was great. You know, Gail Kurt says she's listening on the balls. You can listen on the balls. It could only happen to me, but I had a actually a horrifying experience. At the play last night. Well, tell us about it. Uh, you you kind of mentioned that when you walked in, so I'm I'm, I'm very anxious well, to hear this story. At halftime, you know, we we had the first half of the play. You have halftime. You go out and stretch your legs or whatnot, and you go back in for the second half. And at halftime, I was getting uh, some text from some people that I was needing to correspond with, so I was a little late getting in for the second half. Well, it was raining hard. And in the lobby area where I was sitting, where they take up tickets, they had all the lights turned off because they needed a they needed it dark throughout the uh, theater for the uh, second half of the program. So I'm sitting there in the dark with the rain in the windows, and the only light out there is my phone. And I'm making some texts, and about that time I get a tap on my shoulder, <clears throat> and I turn around, and it's the child catcher. And I'm going to tell you something. I jumped out of my seat. You're kidding me. I looked and I was like, what are you doing? And she's asking me, she said, sir, if you don't mind in about five minutes, will you make sure the door closes behind me when I enter the, uh, enter the auditorium? And I looked at her and I grabbed her by her wrist. I said, I want you to know that you just scared the hell out of me. <laughs> hey, I had the nose. I mean, she had to wear a black cape and the big tall hat. And I was going to say, had her net. <laughs> and I'm sitting out did there. Did you tell her you were going to charge a nightmare to her last night? Did you tell her I'm charging one to I you? I said, I have bad dreams because of this. I said, this was, I said, I'll be happy to close the door. I said, but you have, you got me. 
So anyway, uh, that I'm the only one out there. And uh, that was scary. I'm going to tell you something. But it was a great play. Uh, hey, yeah. Good morning, Jesse J. Uh, Manny McKenzie. Play halftime, also known as intermission. I know. We're going to have to play something. All right. So we have things reset. Thread two, part two. Drive time, hunter the show. I guess it's kind of somewhat fitting that oh, it is. we had a technical mishap. Maybe we're good now. Yeah. Seems it is. Well, it ain't our, it wasn't on, right. it's, it's, it wasn't a technical mishap on our no, part. No, yeah, no, I'm not, yeah, but everything's good, right? Well, it, it, it's going good right now. So let's, I, I'm, I'm just going to shut up about it, about that. <laughs> Once again, welcome to Drive Time. Uh, we will have Coach Scott Fountain at the University of Georgia. He will be calling in here in the next couple of minutes, get a chance to catch up with him. Appreciate all you being in. Like and share the video. Uh, we'll have a big crowd in for Coach Fountain. And have a good uh, reunion of sorts. One of the homeboys doing big things. There we go. Like and share, like and share, like and share. Thank you, Nelly Rock. <laughs> what do you say? Oh, the show's having technical issues. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Hey, man, we're an ish company. If we weren't having technical issues, it would be a problem. Okay? So. We'd be ESPN. Yeah. But we're coming. Yeah. We're coming. You let me get hold of a fiber, uh, just a just a link to a fiber line that runs in front of one of these buildings. Yeah. And I'm going to show them what it is to tap it. Right, real quick, I'm getting a, Miss Carol wants me to tell the play story. Yeah. Go to the play last night. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Work. <laughs> Yeah. What did you just say? I said it. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> first half's over with. We're during halftime. Everybody's out in the lobby meandering around, whatnot, stretching their legs. Second half's getting ready to kick off. I'm out in the lobby by myself, and the lights are off on purpose because they're trying to create total darkness in the auditorium for the start of the second half of the uh, of the play. So I'm sitting out in the lobby at the table where they took up where you could buy your ticket. And it's raining. All you can see is the rain out there. And I'm sitting there and I'm texting a couple of friends that we were uh, catching up on some changes, some information we needed. So I'm sitting there. This, this could only happen to me, by the way. We're sitting there. I'm texting. Complete dark. Rain is my backdrop. And I get a tap on my shoulder. And I quickly turn around. And it was the child catcher from the play, the character, in full regalia. The nose, the net, the black hat. The whole nine yards. I jump back, and, and of course, she grabs me a little bit and says, I'm sorry, I, I sir. Think, I think we got Coach calling in. Okay. We'll suspend that. We got Coach coming up calling in. We'll get back to it. Good morning. You're on drive time. Yes, sir. Glad to be with you. I was uh, Coach Fountain from University of Georgia. Coach Scott Fountain, DJ here. Of course, Ken answers the phone, and we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us. I know SEC Media Days ongoing down, uh, I guess, in Destin, and you guys are, are, are getting ready to go full bore now. We do appreciate you taking some time to spend with us today. Yes, sir. Glad to be with y'all. KJ and DJ. Yes, sir. Yeah. Scott, how you been doing, man? Had, had, hadn't, hadn't got a chance to speak to you in a while. I've been doing good. I can't complain. Been busy, you know. Summer's always a great time of the year, but, you know, we're about a week away here, a week and a half. We start camp and time to get rolling. Tell you what, I I, I don't know if you know this, DJ, but Scott and Hugh used to be uh, the coaches for the Dodgers over at the East Bruton Little League. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, back in the, you remember that Scott? Back when you and you coached the 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 little league Dodgers back in the day. I do about the nineteen fifties. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you something. I, I want to tell you something. <clears throat> Those guys were rough. I mean, ooh, everybody hated to play the Dodgers. Let me tell you, they were uh, they were they were something. I tell you, Scott, yeah. you 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 were a little older than me. My first memory of you was actually at the Presbyterian Church during Bible school. You and uh, Tommy Lowry headed up the recreation part of that, and the, the Bible school as a whole with that church was great. You had Miss Hawk, I think, that did the music. Betty Campbell was a big part of it. Your mother was a big part of it. Uh, Patty Graham at the time, now Patty Neal, was a part of it. I think Diane, now McCracken, was there maybe as the youth director. But you and Tommy Lowry headed up the recreation, and that was the first time that, uh, or the, the first memory I had of you. And, of course, you were great to all of us. We looked up to you guys being high school kids. But do you remember being a part of that as well? 
Yeah, I do. Uh, Diane McCrack, I think then was Diane DeDugan, and um, of course Miss Miss Hawk. Uh, the uh, Patty boy, she was a phenomenal singer. It's had a great voice, Patty Neal, and I just yeah, just a great church. You know, parents grew us up there, and uh, always had a good time. Tommy, I think me and Tommy about a year apart. That was that was always a lot of fun. Coach, one of the things that we do here on Drive Time is we love to promote and recognize things that go on in our area, whether it's uh, different events, certainly whether it's different individuals and all the things going on. Of course, you are one of our brightest stars out, of course, now coaching the University of Georgia. You've had several stops along the way. And uh, for those that, you know, that, that kind of follow it in a casual sense, you just kind of see the guys in the SEC. I think it's safe to say you didn't start your career, your coaching career in the SEC. The, the, the journey you had uh, winds in a lot of different places, moving your family, moving yourself, whatever the case may be. Talk a little bit just about that coaching journey. You know, when, you, when your playing days were over, how you transitioned into that, the different places you've been. I mean, you've been from Frisco City to Florida State. If you would, talk a little bit about that and, and kind of how that journey has been and, and, and how it's affected you as a person. You know, when I, I played at uh, Sanford, and, but I always knew probably from about my sophomore, junior year of high school, I wanted to coach. And when I got into college, I kind of started thinking, hey, you know, I'd really like to coach college, but I'm just not sure. And then uh, my senior year, they hired Terry Bowden there, who, you know, Bobby Bowden was kind of a popular name at Florida State at the time. And so that kind of made me start thinking a little bit more about the college college ball. But anyway, I graduate. First thing I do, I take a job down at Flomerton High School with uh, Coach Green. And I think I was an O-line coach and uh, strength coach. I'm co- coaching girls basketball. I know nothing about basketball. <laughs> and all I remember is we're winning the game by one point, and there's this girl named Jill. And it's a long time ago. And I won't give her a last name. I don't want to give her away. But I said, Jill, we throw it into you. Jill never got to play. I put it in at the end of the game. I said, we throw it to you. Just don't shoot the ball on this end. We got to score on the other end. Or don't, just hold the ball and we'll win the game. They throw it in. She shoots it on the wrong end. Perfect shot. We lose the game. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> wow. No, no. That was a great, great coaching. <laughs> wow. Early. So, I, you know, I leave there. I'm there a year. And I go to Neil for a year. And work with my brother. And after a year with him, that's all I could take. I had to get the heck away from <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, I'm just kidding. That was fun working with him. And then I go uh, I go to Western Kentucky to interview for a GA job, which is a grad assistant job. And I had my old old line coach from Sanford was there. And they offered me the job on the way home. Frisco City called, and I'd interviewed with them a year earlier, and they didn't hire me. And on the way home, they called and said, hey, we'd like for you to come back over. We, we, we let the guy go we hired. So I said, well, shoot, I'm be a head coach. Instead of going to college, I'll do that. So I went to Frisco City for three years. That was a, a big-time learning experience for me because I really didn't know anything. I'm trying to run the wishbone because uh, Bear Bryant ran the wishbone, so I was going to run the wishbone. And but but as I as I got coaching my second and third year, I really started learning more football and trying how to manage kids and manage a program. And so after my third year, I'm uh, Monroe County, which is ten miles up the road. He called and wanted me to come up and interview. And uh, so I go up and interview. I get that job, I, and I'm there with a lot of older guys. So it was really a it was a learning year for me. I'm coaching with a lot of guys. I'm like twenty. 425 at the time maybe 26 i'm not sure but had a lot of these guys in the 50s and 40s and stuff coaching with me i don't think they really enjoyed that which i didn't enjoy it either so <laughs> but, but, but it was a good experience it was a good experience being there you know so and, you know a little bit bigger program and stuff and so uh had, had a decent year that year and, and i'll say this at frisco city a principal named jane bradley she was awesome and my first year at Frisco, we didn't win a game. My last year, we finished up 13-1. The kids kind of stayed together. Monroe County, after a year, I leave. Uh, Mickey Andrews, if you know that name. Oh, yeah. He, Florida um, he, he came and spoke at my banquet at in, in um, Monroe County. And I said, hey, 
uh, Mick, I just do anything to get into college. I've been writing colleges, trying to talk to people and just trying to get in. And Matt caught me off guard. He said, Scott, we have a GA opening and we have um, this this other uh, opening, uh, some type of quality control. So I said, I don't care what it is. I just want to get in. If I, got, I, I, I watch jocks. I just want to get into college coaches. <laughs> right. so, so anyway, I um, – a few months later, it all works out, and in late July, I take a job at Florida State and do that for three years. I worked under Mark Richt, um, and, and this is a pretty good story here now. So I first go to Florida State, and this it, it was called a cinematographer job. I've been doing GA work, but I get on the field, I do video, all that stuff. and So I'm working, I'm, I'm making $425, $425 a month. And so I'm, I'm working, and that's seven months out of the year. I'm not getting paid for five. So I worked at Walmart on uh, on the uh, at night, and I do Stanley Steamer carpet cleaning on Saturday. Wow! So that got me through the first two years, and after that, I became what they call a GA, and I made enough at that point to, to survive on. So after three, and my mom would always say, "Scott, we'll just come on and be a head football coach. It's a pretty good deal here, man. Come come back home." <laughs> I said, "No, nah, I like what I'm doing, you know." So. Anyway, I take a job down at UCF. I'm at the, what they call the AFCA Coaches Convention, and uh, my uh, uh, Bobby Bowden's secretary calls me and says, the head coach at UCF, Gene McDowell, wants to meet with you. So I met with him at this deal, and uh, he hires me. So I go to UCF for the next eight years and really didn't pay well. His pitch was, hey, we're going to Division One. We've been 1AA. we got Dante Culpepper. And uh, come down here, man, and be around this great player. This program's growing. And, you know, seven, maybe six or seven, a six or seventh year year there, we beat Alabama. So it was a big, big win for me, big win for the program. Who'd you beat? Uh, Alabama. Can you say it one more time? <laughs> <laughs> I think you spell it A-L-A-B-A-M-A. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I leave Gene uh, Chiswick at that time was our defensive coordinator. And so that's kind of how I got to meet Gene Chizik and uh, Brian Van Gorder worked down there with me, et cetera. A lot, a lot of good guys. So yeah. after eight years, our head, our new AD, our head coach gets fired. And uh, O'Leary comes in from uh, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame. He came in and he made me, I thought he was keeping me on and he didn't. So I left and, um, uh, Ended up going to Middle Tennessee for a couple of years, old line, Georgia Southern for 10 months. And then Gene Chizik goes to Iowa State and hires me on up there. And um, long story short, Gene comes to Auburn. I, I come down to Auburn with him. And uh, when Gene gets fired at, at Auburn after four years, I had a relationship with Gus Malzahn from his previous stop at Auburn. So he came back. He kept me on. And then I guess, you know, about so came about like the last year, year and a half. So a little over a year ago, I get let go from Auburn and Coach Smart calls and says, hey, we have a, an analyst job over here. So, you know, you work with special teams, but it's off the field. So I took the job and after the national championship game, I go to Mississippi State for about 23 days, be their uh, special teams coordinator. And then Coach Smart called, and the guy here had left, and he brought me back to Georgia to do a special team uh, coordinator job here. Now, had you actually physically moved to Starkville during that time, or were you still in the process of looking for a place to live before you left Athens? Yeah, let me tell you, move, moving's, first of all, is a tough day. I've moved probably eight or nine times, uh, you know, with jobs. If I throw my high school stuff in there, then probably 11 times, 12 times, but at, uh, at Mississippi State, I go over and I tell my wife, hey, we'll just bring y'all over in March. And we kind of, years ago, I take a job and I say, at the end of May, we'll move everybody over. I did that one time. I said, I ain't doing that no more. <laughs> you get somewhere, you don't know anybody there five months and your family's not there. So we decide after that, anytime we move, we'll have the family there within one to two months max. So I said, hey, y'all stay, y'all stay over here. I said, you never know, crazy things happen in this business. Maybe I'll be back in Georgia, so let's just give it some time. So I go over there and work, and then it all worked out. I didn't have to move, so that, that was a real blessing. I, got, I have a son that's going to be a senior, and 
wanted to be a ninth grader, and they just um, – for this older one, he did not want to move his senior year, and he just been at Auburn for eight years. Since I guess he was in the third grade, come over to uh, Athens and got to relocate him. That was tough on him, and then we're fixing to move to Mississippi. So he was really happy when I got the job to come back to Georgia. I tell you what, you know, and, and like I said, we talked about it just a minute ago. You, you you see the game day, and of course, you see the things that go on during game day. But for all you guys in the coaching profession that move like you do, I mean, your story is an amazing story, but it's certainly not the only one of its kind. I mean, you know, guys who, who make it to the levels that you have made it at, which is the top, you have to pay those dues, and it's not for everybody. Was there ever a time in there where you were questioning it or were you uh, committed the whole way, you were all in and decided this is what you were going to be and this is what you were going to do with your life? You know, it's, it's kind, of, it's kind of, that's a really good question, but when I started out, and I'm in high school and I want to get into college. I hear a lot of guys say, hey, I, I, re- I like to get in college too. And then I say, well, man, you know, you just got to make a sacrifice and go do it. And a lot of them would tell me, well, you know, I got my wife now. We have a son now or a daughter. I don't know if I want to do that. So as I, as I go through the years, you see a lot of guys just fall off. Right. And then we get into co- college, you see some guys that, you know, they have some success and then things don't work out. The head coach gets fired or they get fired or whatever, and they say, well, I'm going to go slow down and try to live an easier life or whatever. And then, But for me, it was just never any doubt. I didn't care what the situation was, what was going to happen. This is what I wanted to do, and I was going to enjoy the ride. So, like, for me, I've, I've been part of staffs for the head coaches fired, so they fire everybody. I've been part of staffs where the head coach gets fired, and the guy comes in and keep, keeps you. I think that's happened to me twice in my career. I've been in places where you go in on the front end of the job. I've gone in on the back end of the job. I knew the guy's about to get fired, but I needed a job, so I took a job for a year. <laughs> so kind of seen it all, and that that's uh, that part's <clears throat> been been really cool because you it, the neat the neatest thing about all this is is you know if whether I'm at Frisco City playing in the second or third round. Or in college, you know, I've had a chance to coach in four national championships. It's all the same. It's just when you're in the in college ball or in specifically in the SEC or the uh, national championship game, it's just a bigger stage. Right. But football, football, that's kind of how I've always tried to look at it. It's something I enjoy doing. And, you know, as you get older, you appreciate the coaching part, mentoring kids more than I did when I was younger. When I was younger, it was more about, you know, push, 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 give me your all, blah, blah, blah. But when you get older, it's more about, hey, you know, you really you can make an impact on somebody's life that's not on track. And, and I have a lot of kids I coached from years ago that I'm really, really close with now. And it's kind of kind of neat seeing them now with their families and stuff. You know, those of us, you know, down here in the deep south, you know, we're convinced that the uh, that the SEC is the upper echelon of, of, of college football. Of course, if you if you use national championships as a barometer it, it would it would validate that argument i think and you've coached you know, like you said at iowa state you've been down at central florida and you've played a lot of coached and a lot of different teams from different conferences is there is it a no doubt or a no-brainer that from top to bottom uh roster to roster the sec in your mind is, is the most talented and, and the most uh uh competitive in terms of uh nationally speaking you know, in my, my opinion, it is, and this is why, you may have the Big 12 that will have one or two really good things. Like Oklahoma always tends to stand out there. Or one year, I think it was uh, uh, Texas, um, you, uh, not, it's not, I'm trying to think of the name, Texas TCU. Yeah, but Patterson. In, in, you know, in the SEC, you're going you're gonna to typically have four teams or five teams that was going to be really good and you turn around you know and you're playing you know you play in LSU and then the next week you turn around and play Texas A&M you know when I was at Auburn you always finish up your year with playing Georgia and Alabama and you'd already played you know during my time at Auburn you know Ole Miss and Mississippi State were playing pretty good football compared to the years ago so I just think you know, with that being said, what's different about all these leagues? I've coached in the ACC, the Big Twelve, 
and I've coached the independent football at UCF, but what, what really separates it, I think, is your offense and defensive linemen. Not, not that the bigger per se, and, they, and, they, and they, they probably are at some of these schools, but the depth. You know, you're going to have 14 old linemen, and 10 of them are going to be good enough to play for you. Whereas you might be at a, you know, you might be at a Central Florida, and you might find a way to piece together five dang good offensive linemen. But if one of them go down, that next guy might not quite be what those other five are. Right, right. And that, and that, that's what you run into. And I really think you see it a whole lot more on the D line than you do on the O line because find a really big kid that can really run is really hard. Yes. So. And but those guys are typically more attracted to an SEC school to go play ball than what they might be at a at an ACC or Big Twelve or whatnot. Well, coach, you know, obviously Georgia is going to be the odds-on favorite to to win the East again this year. A couple of new faces on the East side in terms of head coaches, uh, head coaching. Jeremy Pruitt now at Tennessee. Uh, you you probably would have to assume they're going to get better quickly. And then, of course, uh, uh, Coach Mullen going from Mississippi State to Florida. I've always been a fan of him and what he did at Starkville. I thought, uh, not to be critical of anybody else, I thought that he consistently did more with less at, uh, there at Start Vegas. And I think he's probably going to get Florida headed in the right direction uh, sooner rather than later as well. That kind of shapes up. That'll shake up the East a little bit. And, and I'm not saying necessarily tilt the power or the balance of power back to the East from the West. But uh, the East got a lot better during the offseason with the coaches' changes, I would think. I think so. You know, I think Tennessee would definitely be better. And Florida, you know, uh, when I'm at Auburn, we played against um, Mullen for uh, eight years. And I thought his team just got better and better. And he's uh, he, he's going to do a good job there. And, you know, the, the um, those teams are going to definitely be better. And Florida's always going to have good players. And, you know, South Carolina's playing really good football. I think they finished up with nine or ten wins last year. We got to play them on the road at their place. And uh, so I, I think I think you're definitely going to see that. I think, you know, being at Mississippi State for a short time, I was. I, I think they're going to have a, they have a lot of players coming back. I think they're going to be very competitive on that side of the conference. And I think you're going to see a little bit of a drop off of like Arkansas and Ole Miss for a little while until they get things corrected back there. But there's no doubt uh, the East is headed in a different direction with, with, with the coaches they've hired this off season. Coach, I mentioned earlier, you know, that we have a good time in here in drive time. We spend a lot of time laughing. We very rarely take ourselves serious in here. More times than not, we laugh ourselves than we do anybody else. And we certainly uh, kind of try to keep things loose and positive. With that being said, I do want to ask a football question, and it is hypothetical in nature. Just suppose, suppose that you found yourself in the national championship game and you had your opponent second and 26. Uh, what would... What would the, the, the secondary <laughs> what would the secondary coverage call need to be? <laughs> I don't a dancer don't need to be what we call. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the team that I'm going for, so it was uh, extra painful for me, but Oh was, man. Uh, it was a great game. I mean, my gosh, you talk about great football teams. There was no doubt the two best teams last a year slugfest. were playing in that one and uh Everybody that put their money down on that one got their money's worth. Yeah, I, you know, it was a heck of a game. And the quarterback they brought in uh, in the second half was really the difference in the game. He just, you know, I think going into the game, we didn't expect to see him come in. And when he did, you know, with the ability he had moving around, running the pocket, moving the pocket, that really made it a tough deal. But no, that, that was a heck of a deal now. Man. That, that was a heck of a deal. How, how is it, uh, you know, you've worked with so many great coaches. I mean, you've been with with Coach Bowden, and, of course, uh, you were there with uh, uh, Malzahn and now over there with Kirby Smart. And what are some of the things that you've taken away from the different people you've worked under and, and how they might have influenced your coaching philosophy? You know, they're all different. And I, I in my career, I've coached for some good ones, and there's no doubt some great ones, really, and, and I've coached for some bad ones, you know. You didn't name the bad ones. I won't tell you who they are. <laughs> but, uh, it's it's kind of like uh, DJ having to work with KJ every day. It's probably having to work with a bad guy. You know, but you got to get through. That's all he can do. I'm telling you. <laughs> but 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 you know, for KJ working with DJ, who's a good guy, then we're in good shape. So I'm gonna tell you about the good coaches. But you know, when I'm at 
you know, Kirby, he's a real, he's a saving guy. So he's really, there's no gray, you know, exactly what to expect every day. There's just no gray area. And I like that because you ain't got to try to figure a guy out. And the, the great, the structure from, from recruiting to, the, the help you have off the field getting ready for a game, just, just you know, heavy personnel. Th- those things, you know, I've learned a lot from Coach Smart. He's just uh, a really a structured guy. He knows exactly what he wants to do. You know, you know the time you're coming in, you know, when you're leaving, you know, the the, the really high importance of recruiting and, uh, and the toughness you want to develop with your team. And then, then you work for a guy – you know, but 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 like Kirby at the same time, away from football and, and and even in the office when it's not football, he's a really good person, and and that's one of the things I really like about him. And then, you know, you, you work with some of these other coaches, and they're just, they're just all different, you know. And but there's always something about that person, usually one unique trait that's made them what they are. So you know, like for Kirby, he's just uh, he's a football guy in and out. He's a football guy. He's a real person. You know, where Coach Malzahn's kind of made his career, just he's an offensive guy. Right. And, and the Coach Mars, no, he's de- everybody knows him for defense, but he knows offense. He knows special teams. So he's going to make you accountable, make you grow. Whereas Malzahn, it's just all about the offense. Right. That's, that's one game. Now, he's been fortunate in his career. He's had some really good defensive coordinators come in and, and do well their last few years. And, uh, but you know, for, for Gene Chizik, he was really a, more of a defensive guy, but, but for him, he was a guy that you, you always knew that family was more than important than football. And, and I like that now, you know, win a national championship two years later, they fire him. But at the same time, I think he always was centered around the family. So, you know, they're, they're all different. And I could tell you some great stories sometimes when we're not on the, not on the KJ and DJ show, but <laughs> I look forward to those stories as well. <laughs> well, uh, Gene Chizik also had Superman playing quarterback for him, uh, so uh, that, that that's kind of that kind of helped him a little bit, I think. Well, the thing the thing you got to remember with, with uh, Cam Superman, when he got there, he was five eight, one hundred and eighty five pounds, and we just developed him. <laughs> <laughs> that's good coaching. That's good coaching. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Coach, and then we'll kind of get towards the end of it. And you, you've you've coached and, and been involved in so many so many rivalry games, whether it's Florida State, Miami, Iowa State, uh, whoever they play for a big rivalry game, Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, whatever the case may be. Do any of them compare to the Battle of Murder Creek? Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about that the other day, and when uh, you reached out to me, you know, and I think. In my career, you know, the Battle of Murder Creek, the Iron Bowl, I'm at Iowa, Iowa State. I can't remember what they called it, but they had a big rivalry against each other. You know, all those games are similar, but they're all just different. And, you know, I know when I, when I was at Neal, and that's all I knew was Neal was, that was a big game for me. And, and just growing up, I used to sit around as a young man. I listened to um, my dad, Hugh, and my uncle uh, Jim and my uncle Don, and just hear the stories about when they played. Right. Of course, I'm sure you know they were inflating the stories because they were older at the time. But <laughs> no, not, on every word. Not, not 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 the duck. I can't believe the duck the would duck. do that at all, Scott. There, there's no doubt he would do it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but you know that, that all, all the rivalries are great and big and but that but that is a great rivalry. It's, it's a great rivalry for those two two uh, towns and I just uh, and I always when they play every year you know I have uh, uh, my sister has a couple of kids that have kids there and I they always I'll text them during the game who's winning and I might be in a meeting you know with our players or whatever the night before a game and I always like to keep up with that and that stuff and y'all show the. The drive time, I think, has been a been a wonderful thing to try to keep up with high school football in that area. Well, we appreciate that, Coach, and uh, I know that you're fixing to get extremely busy. I know that uh, you were busy coming into it. You didn't have to make time for us. We certainly appreciate that. If you get in town anytime during the off season, we'd love to have you come on the program and catch up with you again. You are always welcome here at Drive Time, 
And we want you to know that your community and, and your family back here in the Dirty 30, we're very proud of you and will always be supportive of your efforts as well. well thank you all so much. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, y'all, y'all have a wonderful year as well. Thank you, Coach. Go thank dogs. you, Coach. Talk to you later. Okay. How about that? Coach Scott I mean, Fountain. How cool was that? Coach Scott Fountain, University of Georgia, a week away from starting fall camp, and he's going to give us some time like that. Wow. I mean – that's awesome. I'm gonna tell you that something. Made my day. You know what? You know what struck me out of that whole deal, and I got to be honest with you, making four hundred and twenty-five dollars a month, a month, a month, working Stanley Steamer on Saturdays, Saturdays. and at a, a Walmart, yeah. at night, just to live, just to live. I'm gonna tell you something. You know what that is? That's the James in him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something, man. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something. You trust me when I yeah. tell you. I promise yeah. you. I started to tell him that, but the story was too good. I couldn't yeah. interrupt him. And I'm gonna tell you, that's the James in him. And just, and the founders, I don't mean that, they, but sure, I'm saying, sure. But that's how they all came up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, they did. You know. Anyway, I, I, I the that, way the that way struck he, me. The way he hung in there. You know, waiting for this job to open, waiting for that job, being committed. You know, he had a dream. He had a goal. He knew what he was going to do. He was not going to be denied. He was resilient. He was going to make personal sacrifice. He had a great family that chose to make sacrifice as well. I hate that we didn't get a chance to, to mention his wife because he'd be the first to tell you behind every good man is a good woman. And, yes. uh, you know, the sacrifice that she's made, keeping the family intact, moving the family different times. So the way he just hung in there and now, uh, you know, he is at the upper echelon of his profession. He's, know, one, he's one of the best coaches in America, coaching for one of the best teams in America. I mean, that, that's, you know, I, I'm telling you, I, and that's right, Perry. I mean, you know, it, listen, that, I promise you, that work ethic came, it's in the blood. I mean, yeah, I'm just yeah. telling you it is. I if, mean. If there's any young people in our area looking for a role model, point them towards Scott Fountain. Uh, what a great story! No, no I mean, doubt, just, I mean, just story. like just just like Jessica said, hey, you know, he's it, from here, man. It didn't happen overnight either, no, and, no. and 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 you know that that's the thing. You know, this day and age, you know, most kids, uh, you know, are, and I say kids, even grown adults, yeah, think something ought to be handed to them. Oh yeah, was anything handed to Scott? No, sir. I can tell you right now, nothing was handed to that yeah. guy. I mean, he's from here. We he said he'd moved nine times in college. And 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 yeah, two or three more yeah. times in high school, and not down the block. No, across, no. Across I mean, the region, I, man. I, I, that's just a that's an amazing story. Uh, uh, you know, number one. Hey, he drove these same roads. I, I, I want to make that clear. He is a W.S. Neal graduate. Yes, he is. Okay, he played football at W.S. Neal. Went to church at the Presbyterian Church. That's a fact. Right there on the corner. You know, if you can't. Understand, listen, it doesn't matter what your situation, where you are, or what you do, what walk of life you come from. You can make something of yourself. It doesn't matter. Get out of, get there, out of the gutter, Raj. There are no crutches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they just aren't. I mean. Amazing story. I'm telling you, I'm jacked up. Oh. My day has been made, not just because of the Reese Cups, which got it off to a great start. It, it Thank did. you, Jennifer Parker. It did. But that... uh. I'm going to tell you something. Don't be shocked if I knock out four or five push-ups a day. <laughs> I'm motivated. Well, i tell you what. If you do. I am motivated. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and Perry, you're right. I may have started something, but, uh, you know, they, they're. Uh, I'm telling you, Scott Goolsby, I'm jacked up, man. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you something. That, uh, that, my, was, that was amazing. I mean, it really was. I mean, and I'm going to tell you something else. Scott Fountain is a great, great, great guy. From a great family. I mean, yeah, from, we talked to James. From, from, about the Fountains from, as well. From, I mean, the Fountains are family. iconic in this area. Sure they are. Who, uh, doesn't, who doesn't know them? Uh, they don't meet strangers either. And all you got to do is look at Big Jim or Man. Donnie or any of them and look at a James, and you can tell we're all kin. Look at them big heads we all got. <laughs> Man, winning. <laughs> you know what I mean. So uh, I can tell you right now, I the, I'm glad for the hundredth episode. That that was, that was awesome. Man. Was amazing. I'm gonna tell you something. That was amazing. I don't know if you did, but if you had any doubts 
prior to just now that we live in the greatest community in the world, they should be erased. I mean, we just we have the we have the greatest people. Sarju said she she she's so pumped up she feels like she might go swim a lot. Let's do it. I'll go watch you swim one. Call Dickie and see what the temperature is of that pool up there at the YMCA. <laughs> I guarantee you he's got the reading down. What's the temp, Dickie? <laughs> we want to know the temperature of that pool. We can't do anything else until we know the temperature of the pool. Our lives depend on it. I will tell you something. If you you better oh. you better make sure that doggone temperature is exactly what it's supposed to be. Okay, I mean, uh, I believe. Let's in, just keep this between me and you. Look, I believe in getaways. I believe in vacation. I believe in travel. But when you leave our perimeter, you're leaving greatness. You're leaving greatness. Listen, I'm telling we've you. We've said it. We rode around. And we interviewed people, and we said it till we got in trouble by the law. Yeah, we did. Uh, we we have we we have told everyone. We told Cam when he got out of his vehicle. The first thing I said to him was, "Welcome to Bruton. Welcome to the Dirty Thirty, the greatest community in the world." And we showed him that night, and I think he would agree that. You know, he uh, he certainly he certainly believes that. And if you'll get in your car one of the next three days and get you a twelve dollar bill and go watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, you'll get more validation. You'll see it even more. Communities our size shouldn't have productions like that. It's amazing. It's nothing short of amazing. And I want so let's go ahead and do this. What better time to segue into an announcement that we've got to make? Do it. So after. Many, many, many hours and days and bloody noses and weeks, <laughs> and you just wouldn't believe of uh, of working and and negotiating and talking. Uh, Boss Man Productions has uh, secured. The multimedia rights for this up-and-coming athletic season for W.S. Neal and for the T.R. Miller Tigers. Um, we're going to do it big for both schools. We're going to do it big, big for both. For both. Simultaneously, not one over the other, not one against the other. Understand this. There's going to be that Friday night in October where we're going to get together and try to kill each other. Everybody has to choose a side. You're going to choose a side. You're going to put your red shirt on, your blue shirt on, and we're going to go at it like we always do, but we're going to uh, we're gonna do it big for both of them. We're going to promote the games, both schools' games, every week. The Coaches Show will now be called the Murder Creek Coaches Show on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. 7.30 p.m. It, it, time really kind of be determined. It's going to be ish. Yeah. Something ish. We are uh, going to flip a coin before each show live where everyone can see it. And whoever calls heads or tails, whoever wins it, they go first. They, they get the chance to pick. They defer. They defer. Or they going to take or it. They can take the ball. What are they going to do? But that's what's going to happen with the coaches show. Then on Friday night, we're going to be streaming, audio streaming, the Neil games and the Miller games. Okay? All in a lead up to the Thursday night before the Battle of Murder Creek where we will have the show on the bridge between, oh, right over Murder Creek. Oh, yeah, the Murder between Creek Between Bruton and East Bruton. And, uh, Culminating in all that. And then, of course, the next night, we will live stream the Battle of Murder Creek, video and audio. And uh, it's going to be a big year. It's going to be a big, big year. This is, let me tell you something. This is a big deal. I mean, I, wanna, I, I don't want to try to make this out to be something that, you know, is, you know, something that didn't just happen, you know, oh, I slapped DJ on the back and said, let's do this. And it happened. <laughs> 
This came, uh, first off, we need to, there, there's a lot of people need to be thanked. You, I, I know you want to say something. Let me, I'll shut up. No, I'll no, keep running no, my mouth. I, I was going to make a comment to a comment. Sure. I saw that uh, uh, Hillary Harrington had, had made a comment, you know, echoing the uh, our community and how great it is and the talent. Her son, H-Bomb, Harrington is up here. Uh, Harrington Hobbs is one of the kids in the play. He's a star. He has one of the major roles. He's a star. I, you, he's not the you, only one. You said that this morning. Yeah, yeah he's a yeah, star. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I, I, I didn't want to get off point. I just wanted to acknowledge that and all the people we have up there and the, and the kids we have up there. It's just Emma Madison. Coach Johnson said he's coming to the Battle of Murder Creek. They're open week 10. Well, there you go. There's, a color, there's, a, there's another color commentator. There you go. Husky Fast will be in the house. But I, I can tell you, this is, uh, we want, obviously, you know, want to thank a lot of people. Yes. Of course, Coach Williams, Coach Etheridge, uh, you know, uh, Andrew Williams and Keith Etheridge at uh, uh, Neil and Miller, respectively. Uh, of course, uh, Dr. Varner with the Bruton City Schools and uh, 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 Mr. Knott with the uh, Scammy County School System. Um, of course, it goes without saying James Grantham uh, and Hal Noble, who were definitely instrumental in, in, in making you know, this happen. And I want to say something to somebody else because he is one of the biggest in it, and that would be Coach A. Oh, yeah. Rob Axon. Yes. Uh, he R- helped. Rob Axon helped facilitate. facilitate a lot of things to help make this happen. And, uh, you know, we, we uh, Rob, we thank you, and I, the community thanks you. And I promise you, this is going to be big for every business, for every entity has ever wanted to get in and, and be part of and 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 back the uh you know neil and miller and well now you don't have to make a choice you can back them both and i promise you when you find out how little it costs to do it it's going to shock everybody i mean it's going to shock everybody so again we have secured the multimedia rights for the ws neil blue eagles and the tr miller tigers for the up and coming uh, uh, athletic season, we um, we are proud to make that announcement. We are definitely looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of hard work. Uh, I can tell you right now, I can't wait to see DJ run up and down those bleachers again at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I tell you what, I could do it today after having Scott on here. I could do it today. But I mean, but but even after you know, even after having you know having Scott on here, that even makes this even that much bigger. Yeah. Because listen, I I want everybody that's listening and watching this to understand this has never been done. I'm not saying that to pat us on yeah, the back. No, That's not no. what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this is big. This shows why the Dirty 30, why our community is the greatest community in the world because of people that are willing to look and to make things like this happen. Okay? This you, is going to be a win, 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 win for everybody. I mean, think about it. You'll get to sit on Thursday night and you'll get to see Coach Williams, you get to see Coach Etheridge, you get to see kids, you get to see coaches. You're going to get to hear from the coaches, the opposing coaches that they're playing during the coaches' show, you know, and we're going to make sure that we do it the only way we know how, which is our way with a lot of technical difficulties. <laughs> no, we're going, to, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen. I got two words for you just to go ahead and start getting you familiar with some of the broadcasts. Shot, clock. Yeah, yeah. I got three words for you, Jay. Kicking fire, kicking fire, kicking fire. But it's gonna be great. I can't wait to get started. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you what we uh we are definitely looking forward to it. If you haven't already, go and join and like the BMP Sports Network page. Yes. A lot of information is going to be going through that page. We will certainly have some in Drive Time, the Bossman Productions. If you see Bossman Production page. And you want to be up to date on information? I would join those pages. Yes, I would join them. And you're right; we will have some boss radio, awesome coverage from that the Daphne Trojans. Yeah, as, as as well, Kenny King, uh, Kenny King, and the gang Hammer. down there. Yeah, uh, we we're gonna be doing some stuff for those guys as well. So, um, you know, 
we are looking forward to a uh, a big 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 season uh you know 10 weeks of regular season and then postseason play and and i'll tell you what it's going to be a big time and those of you in the business community that want to be a part of this you're going to have an opportunity and you're going to be shocked how cost effective it's going to be you're going to be shocked yeah at what you're going to get you're gonna you're gonna love it so look, I, I can just tell you look I mean, at your advertising budget yeah and expect a visit from uh somebody associated associated with this project because sure. it's going to be win 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 for everyone yes it will and i mean and here's the thing it puts all the information that everybody's looking for or wanting to hear about neil and miller really all under one roof and that's where it starts this year next year we'll see yeah. how far the band may move out yeah you, you, you just can't ever tell but uh we are really looking forward to bringing that to you looking forward to a uh uh you know i mean we love doing the the coaches shows we love doing the games uh i love running bleachers <laughs> one night a year we won't, two nights a year. We, 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 we won't we won't ever do that again we we have a trailer now <laughs> we don't ever have to do that again so uh that, that, that that's that's the good part of that uh you know Booker says we're only a I know couple it. years late. I know. Well, we, we were trying. It's, thank, been, it's been several years in the making. <laughs> th uh, yeah. Th thank you, Perry. Thank you, Perry. Uh, we appreciate you. And, of course, we, uh, you know, hey. We will, Butch. This, is, this, has been a, this has been a long, long, strange trip. And you said it. All the names you mentioned earlier. Everybody deserves a pat on the back for this because it was not easy to get to this point. No, there was some tumultuous times, to say the least. It, it was. And again, I, I want to make that very clear. If you see James Grantham, if you see Dr. Varner, if you see John Knott, if you see Hal Noble or, or Keith Etheridge, Keith Etheridge. Uh, if you see any of those guys, shake their hand, tell them thank you. You know, I mean, and I'm just saying that because you know, this, this took a lot of forward thinking, uh, a lot of progressive thinking to make this happen. And I want you to know these guys want the best for these kids. Okay. Yes, they do. And that's what this is all about. And I want to make that real clear. This, this, this project is about putting our community's kids out there in front of the world for the world to see, you know, maybe not everybody's a D one player. But they may be a lot of college kid, college players on those teams that could play somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we put out the best product we can and get people out there where they can see what's going on at both of these great schools and these great school systems in town. And in doing that, we also <laughs> promote our community, period. I mean, I love showing off all of us to everyone. I mean, listen, I'll never forget this, you know, <clears throat> kind of going back just a little bit. I'll never forget the halftime performance by the WS Neal band last year, as long as I live. The Terry Miller band was, was very good. I'm not saying that, but I mean, that performance, I don't know if they were that good every Friday night, but that night of the Battle of Murder Creek, they were absolutely electric and the energy they sent through that stadium was undeniable. And the best part about it is I've got it captured on video. With you and T Bone getting with it. Well, let's keep that. Uh, let's keep that in the vault. Uh, <laughs> what'd you say? Now Johnny never did none of this. <laughs> hey, I went line. T Bone said you just got your cardiovascular workout. <laughs> oh man, oh, I, I'll tell you what. That that was a uh, listen. That game was great and fun and, and to do. We learned a lot. <laughs> Three minutes before that game went live, we had two cameras that did not work. Okay. We learned a lot. I'm going to tell you what was more fun, or as much fun, was that bridge show the night before. Yep. That's going to be bigger this year. And I want to tell you something. We want to see the whole community turn out for that bridge show over Murder Creek this 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 coming Thursday night before the Battle of Murder Creek because that will be big. I mean, it will be big. And, and you know, I know y'all are tired of hearing me say that, but listen, this is, as, junior, as, as, as Buford T says, this is, you're sitting here at a 
this is a monumental moment. I mean, really, you know, it is. So, uh, what a great hundredth episode! It was great. I'm telling you, it was great. Scott Fountain, I still just can't. I just can't get over him being able to, to doing that and giving us the time that he gave us. I mean, that wasn't a he didn't read from a speech or a written statement. I mean, he put himself out there, let us have some fun. He had some fun, and uh, I don't know. I wouldn't have expected any less from him, but still, the fact that he did it, I just thought was amazing. I, I mean, just a great, just I mean, he's a great guy, yeah, and a great show. And uh, we're glad that we were uh, able to uh, get Scott to come on with us. Thank you again, Coach Fountain, for coming on. Uh, you know, thank you for supporting us for a hundredth show. Uh, it's been a long journey, uh, and going to be a, a, a lot more to come. I can tell you, we had a conversation earlier in the week about the dash bash 2019, that if it goes down the way we think it's going to go down, y'all get ready. In the dirty 30. That's all I can say. If y'all thought the Harvest Jam was big, and that's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, so at any rate, DJ, uh, I guess it's time we're going to have to get out of here and do our deal. And this is, I guess, kind of become the unofficial theme song to this. I mean, I love it. What better way can you do I it than this it. right here? I love it. Take it away. I hate to leave everybody. We hate to leave everybody. So much fun here with the Drive Time family. I want to thank each and every one of you for being with us here today. Like and share the video. Go like and share the pages. Be up to date on the information that's getting out. I want to thank Jim Peach Motors and Pete Chevrolet for allowing us to do this each day. Hope all of you have a great weekend. Be safe. And we'll see y'all on Monday. Love y'all.